Are you ready? I think so. Are we? You can hear and everything? I can hear. I can hear. What's that? Our glorious voices. It's uh, my brain. (laughs) (laughs) It's from the hit musical, I Can Hear. (laughs) Hit musical, Senses. That would be a good musical, someone getting one of those... What's it called? Cochlear. Cochlear. I was like, ocular? No, cochlear. Oculars. Eyes. Hey. <laughs> like a musical about someone getting a cochlear implant? I don't know. Anyway, look. It's kind of a controversial uh, subject. It is. Sound of Metal was really good on that. It was a good movie. Yeah. Great. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Palasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD DVD Deathmatch. Hello! Hello! How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Really great. Really? Wow. Really great. Yeah, sure. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, if I take a minute and like appreciate all that I have, Attitude I'm really great. Attitude of gratitude, baby. Attitude of gratitude. That's what we strive for. Yeah. Do I feel it in every moment? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I got to remind myself. But when I stop and I look around, I, like, what a life. So lucky to have you as my wife. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> I'm... Uncomfortable now. Um, have, a, have a great pair of kids. We do. Have a good job. Like, like things are going great. They're going great. You just got to take a minute. You got to appreciate everything that you have. Anyway, really unpleasant answer to that question. <laughs> well, a detailed answer. I, wouldn't, I don't know about unpleasant sure. per se. Sure. How are you doing? I'm. I'm... Right in the middle. Just fine. Everything's hunky-dory. Okay. Can't complain. You can and you should. Can't celebrate. Oh, no. Can't celebrate. (laughs) Okay, cool. No, everything's fine. That's why I said in therapy today, therapist was all, how are you? How was this week? And I was like, it was fine. I got nothing to report. (laughs) Great. And then you guys sat in silence for... Mm Mm-hmm. 40 minutes. Look, and I was we don't, like, shit, I'm cured. <laughs> we don't want to break any HIPAA laws. You don't have to tell us what you talked about in therapy today. Great. I won't. Um, <laughs> what? I'm trying to think of what we watched this week besides our movies. Let me look at my little diary. Oh, I watched, I, told, I said I watched The Wicker Man, but there was something else. Some other. Oh, I watched um, two John Carpenter movies back to back, Prince of Darkness and They Live, which were made back-to-back in his oeuvre, which I didn't realize when I watched them, but they're crazy. Really early in the podcast for you to be saying things like oeuvre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, They're crazy, and I kept watching them right before bed. Like, I kept, like, falling asleep watching them, and, like, the one is about a bunch of scientists studying, like, a goo that is the devil, and then the other one is about the guy who puts on sunglasses and he can see that half the population is aliens who are controlling everything. And I was watching these right before bed, like, falling asleep to them okay. all week. Okay. And uh, my uh, dreams were intense. I was going to say, you did tell me you had weird dreams. You left out the part about the devil goo. Devil goo. Weird dreams all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, very intense. Didn't sleep well. Probably was a little on edge because of it. So, <laughs> the power of cinema, baby. <laughs> Loved both of those movies, though. Oh, yeah. good, great. I'm glad we watched um, uh, Schmigadoon. Yeah, Schmigadoon, which on Apple ha- TV Plus. All oh, right, <laughs> which has some real potential. I'm like, as a as a musical theater gal, I uh, I I it has you know potential. I. It's like I'm. I'm excited to see what they do next. They know what they're doing. They really with that, do. Like, because it's it's um, satirizing, playing on whatever you want to say, like the Rodgers and Hammerstein mid-century musical thing, mm-hmm. like Oklahoma and Carousel and Brigadoon. Hey, Brigadoon, maybe go back and uh, listen, listen to our, our first very epi- first episode. episode. Yeah, I feel like we. We're on the tr- the Brigadoon train. We were. We, in the, it's in the zeitgeist now. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they, like, the skill with which they are 
doing that thing, like those songs and the mm-hmm. choreography and all that stuff is like incredible. Yeah. And it's jam packed with very talented people. And, yeah. um, um, and I was saying, I feel like Aaron Tveit, I'm not sure that's how you say his name. Sorry, Aaron. I know you're an avid listener, but he's like, uh, he's a big musical theater guy. And, uh, he has this glorious voice, like mm-hmm. absolutely glorious voice. And, but I, he's always, um, Oh, it's not that he's bad at all, but he's like, he's very pretty and he's a glorious voice. And those are the first two things that come to my brain and not necessarily his like acting skills. Like I saw him in next to normal and I saw him in Moulin Rouge. Um, and he really like shines in this, like somehow this like musical theater parody acting is perfect for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's, it's really, it's nice to see him like, just to notice him acting. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cause whereas before it was always like, he's pretty and he sings pretty. Yeah. And now it's like, and he acts pretty. Right. Anyway. That's great. <laughs> I good, love it. Good story. I love it. All about somebody nobody cares about. No. Okay. A lot of people care about Aaron Tveit. <laughs> um, all right. What did we do this week? You know what we did? Tell me. I'm going to tell you right now. Tell me. I'm going to tell you right now. Is this erotic? It, I mean, it wasn't until you said that. Okay, great. <laughs> we watched two movies. That's how you know something's erotic. In the middle of it, someone, someone says. Someone asks. Is this erotic? <laughs> <laughs> Consent. Um, uh, we watched two movies. We watched uh, The Man in the Moon from 1991 and Frozen from 2013. Here's the thing. We're liars. Oh, how dare you? We're, we're uh, mild, non-truth tellers. We did not watch Frozen this week. <sighs> we didn't watch Frozen. You want to know why? Because we've watched Frozen. Because I've seen it. I could recite it from memory. <laughs> I've seen it, I don't know, 50 times probably. Yeah. Listen, we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll to, get it. to it. All right. Let's start with uh, The Man in the Moon. Like I said, from 1991, the IMDb summary is a coming-of-age story set in the south of the U.S. when Elvis was king. That's not a complete sentence. <laughs> it's not a complete sentence. Also, like, yes, she's the main character is a fan of Elvis, but this makes it sound like it's a movie about Elvis. Yeah, and it's fully not. And it's like where like everything has to do with like Elvis being a backdrop, and that's not it at all. No, I He's mean just, it is a coming-of-age story in a very. Uh, forward way yes and it's set in the south of the u.s true that is also true 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 when elvis was king also true i guess feels like an alien wrote that yeah exactly (laughs) exactly exactly um in the south of the u.s i didn't i forgot to put uh, down who directed it it's directed by robert mulligan oh yeah robert mulligan i i i was like who is this and i looked it up and his big thing that he directed but you know in his career mm-hmm. was a little movie called To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh shit. Which I did not realize but makes total sense. Yeah. Cuz this, this is, was his last film though. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So this is like and To Kill a Mockingbird is definitely his biggest movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's he directed a bunch of other things but none of them were, I mean that's like you know obviously considered an all-time classic for many reasons but that but um uh, that was like there's nothing else in his filmography that's like oh yeah that or whatever yeah but he was like a working director for a long time and this is like this feels like it kind of returns to some of that era yeah and then and also you know To Kill a Mockingbird is so well known for chi- like the child performances in it mm-hmm. and this is just all about a young Reese Witherspoon. This is her first film, you guys. Heard of her? No big deal. Well, and, you know, child, yes, but she was 14 when she filmed this, and that's how old her character is, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so not a baby, but, and also, apparently, uh, this is in the IMDb trivia, and I also feel like I heard her say this at some point in an interview or something. She went to an audition for, she went to audition to be a background for this. Oh, wow. And they were like, hmm. She's a star. She's a star. Um, and, you know, had her test for the main character, and, and she got it, and she's brilliant in this. I think she, it's really, it is so cool to, to, to see her in this, and 
and part of this is because she's 14 and not like a child child. Um, but it does not feel like a child actor. No. Um, and, but it also feels just completely, it feels both completely on point. Also, it also feels like there's a lot of her in it. Yep. Um, which is why I think it feels very, um, sincere. Yeah. And it, it's lovely. It's she's lovely. Really she's really good She's really great. Really good. It reminded me of watching, as we've done on the podcast, watching Karina Karina mm. and Eve's Bayou. Like mm-hmm. it's very much in that vein. And, and those are like Eve's Bayou, especially. Yeah. This performance felt a lot like Journey Smollett's performance in that. Mm-hmm. Let's go back for a second though. Okay. What is this movie? Why do we own it? How, like, no one has ever heard of this movie. What, what is it? Like, what the hell? I mean, we own it because it is one of my absolute favorites. Right. I remember seeing this. I don't think when it came out, because in 1991, I would have been nine. Yeah. So I think I came to it a little bit later. I was probably more about this girl's age, like 13 or 14, right. when I saw this for the first time. And do you remember seeing it for the first time? Like, was it on TV? Was it, was it, a- I, I, it must've been on TV. It was either one of those things because this happened to me a lot. This is how I saw like blue lagoon, right? Where it was just like flipping around, hit TBS and some movie was on and I was like, sure. And I watched it and, and it turned out to be like this incredible thing that yeah. stuck with me forever. Or, Less likely. My mom was like, oh, you should watch this. You'll really like it. Yeah. She did that with another movie, and I didn't watch it for a really long time, and then I did watch it, and I was like, fuck, she was right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, it, it must have been one of those where I was just, like, lazing around some afternoon, some summer afternoon, and yeah. came, a, came across it. I don't specifically remember watching it for the first time, but I remember... It being one of those films that I, it was, you know, you have that film that you like pull out, you know what I mean? Where you're like, have you seen this? Yeah. And when people go, no, because no one's seen it, you go, oh my God, it's so good. You have to see it. Right. And then they watch it and they're like, oh my God, that was so good. You're so smart and awesome. Let's be friends. Exactly. That's exactly how, how it goes. Brain works, that's exactly right? how it goes. <laughs> Definitely that's how it goes when I recommend movies to people. That's for sure. People aren't like, shut the fuck up. We get it. Um, but yeah, this is one of my favorites and I, and I am excited to hear what you think about it. Um, and I'm excited for Ella to watch it when she gets a little bit older and, yeah. and you know, but so plot, let's go over plot very quickly very here. Quickly, so yeah. it does take place in the South. Uh, I think they're in Louisiana specifically. Um, and Reese Witherspoon, uh, is a 14 year old girl. She has an older sister. We start, it's the summertime. Oh, one of the things I love most about this film is the the time of year that it's set. Yeah. I love summer, mm-hmm. and specifically, I love the sound of a summer night. The sound design, and in this it movie. is I just wrote that down. oh, it's so perfect. The cicadas, the crickets, the morning doves. Mm-hmm. It's like that is what my childhood sounds like. I call it when I when I see a movie like this, mm-hmm. and I notice the sound design. I call it a soundscape. I hate you, and that's what this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that. I did write that down. That mm-hmm. like, oh, the sound of the of just the area around their house and yeah. all that stuff, and like the you know, uh, what's the body of water that they're always jumping into? It's a pond. pond they call yeah. it a pond. Right. Yeah, and it's so so. It opens, and these two sisters are sleeping on the on the enclosed back porch because presumably because it's so hot outside during the summer they sleep out on the porch um and they're getting ready for bed and the sister the older sister is 18 Reese Witherspoon's character is 14 and you're just they immediately introduce you to the dynamic here the older sister is is your typical older oldest sister she's perfect she's beautiful the boys are after her she's gotten a scholarship to Duke um but immediately she kind of, in their sister conversation, she's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm so mixed up. That very, like, cusp of graduating high school, not knowing what's coming next and not really knowing what to do. But then you have the little sister who's like, no, you're perfect. Boys fall all over you. You're so smart. Like, you know, I, and I'm, she says, and I'm just a lump. And mm-hmm. I, like, it's so, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I remember that. I still feel like a lump mm-hmm. often. So... You know, and and it's just this really lovely introduction to their dynamic, and they're obviously very close and whatever. And um, 
their mother is pregnant. They also have a baby sister. So we're, we're talking four kids in this family. Sam Waterston. Waterston? Waterston. Waterston is the father. Yeah. Um, and dun, he's... Dun. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, he, uh, he's, he's portraying a very kind of typical, stereotypical Southern stern father. But also he doesn't go to church. So it's like, ooh. Okay. You know? Yep. Um, and the mother's kind of nothing, but is very sweet and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And uh, Reese just wants to run around all summer and play. She's not really taking on responsibilities. And there's this great line where the father says she's too. I, sh- I thought she was supposed to be helping you. She's too old to be running around, you know, jumping into the pond or whatever. And the mother says used to be she was too little now she's too old i guess we missed when she was just right yeah and yeah. it's like oh, God, um <laughs> and then uh the family friends move in on move into the farm next door they have a son who is the older daughter marine's age and basically reese falls in love with him and they have these kind of back and forth where they're swimming in the pond together. And he there's a lot of him calling her a little girl, but also kissing her. It never gets out of hand. Right. Getting into situations where it's very flirty. Yeah. Um, and sometimes kissing. Yeah. And he's and he's kind of for most of the movie torn about her being too young and her saying, I'm not too young. I'm 14 and, you know, whatever. Um and then later in the movie, he meets the older sister and is in love with her. Um, so it's a love triangle between the two sisters and the neighbor, yeah. friend, family friend guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Um, and then something tragic happens. <laughs> Whoa, spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, they, it's a very, as you described, it's a weirdly horny movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, not weirdly horny. It's a coming of age story. Um, no, yeah, but I mean, it's like I was. I mean, I did not expect. It's. I think it's. I think it's a little weird. Like weird, not in that it's untrue what it's saying, mm-hmm. and not that it's being in any way like. Um, not that it's crossing any lines, but I don't. I do think like especially now. I don't think you would see, like, as many movies about, like, a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old falling in love. Yeah. Kind of. And him, like, kissing her, but then not really knowing what to do with that and mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It feels like a very true thing that, you know, happens every day, probably. Yeah. But it also feels like... It felt odd. It felt like, you know, and it was... It felt, like, odd in the way in how honest it was about, like... This little girl, like, pursuing him Mm -hmm. and him being, like, kind of okay with it sometimes, but then kind of not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So that part of it was, like, not bad, not untruthful, but just, like, felt like, oh, this is not what I expected. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting – it's a weird one because – so – so Reese Witherspoon's character is named Danny, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so Danny and this boy, Court. <laughs> so Danny is 14 and Court is 17. So it's a three-year age difference. Neither one of them is technically an adult. So technically, everything is legal and, you know, so... Yeah. It, and it's it's one of those things where I kind of go, is this creepy? I don't think it's creepy. I don't feel creepy. But maybe it is creepy. I don't know. But that's what I'm talking about is that the movie is like kind of run towards this very weird thing. Like there's the line where he goes like, uh, what does he say? He says, one of these days someone's going to get your cherry and it's not going to be me or whatever. It's like very strange. It's weird. Yeah. Very strange. Very like on the nose with that part of it. Right. Right. So then, and then he falls for the older sister, and then if you've ever seen a, a Nicholas Sparks movie or something like that, <laughs> you know, you know what's coming. So th- that's that was my experience of it, is that you, you know, we picked this movie, and I don't remember what I said last week, but I think I thought I had seen it before. Yeah. I was like, I Or made, you weren't sure. I wasn't sure. 
I was like, maybe I saw it once. And mm. then uh, we were watching it. I was like, oh, I've never seen this. Definitely. But you had definitely described the entire movie to me at some point. <laughs> yeah. Did you know the, the tragic thing that happened before I, it happened? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure, but I kind of had a vague memory. I was like, okay. well, also, it happens what? Like, I'm going to say... 90% into the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, you know what I mean? And uh, the whole movie, I was like, is something going to, like, happen in this movie? <laughs> Not, and, and I don't mean that in a dismissive way of, because, like, the movie's lovely and, like, and I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I was also kind of like, is there, is anything going to, like, happen, though? Because <laughs> the big, the bit, one of the big things that happens is the, um, that she sneaks off to swim with court at night and then the mother doesn't know where she is runs out to get her in a storm falls trips over a root Mm -hmm. hits her head and so has to go to the very pregnant mother her very pregnant head and so she has to go to (laughs) the hospital um and then i was like wait is that the big tragedy that the mom's in the hospital for a week and like they have to get like uh casseroles from the neighbors and stuff (laughs) Um, so I had a vague memory that there was something, but I mm-hmm. couldn't remember what it was. And then, and then that scene, I mean, let's just talk about it. The scene where we're, I'm going to, I'm going to put a, a skip point for you because I really love this movie. And I feel like if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it without knowing what happens. Okay. Hey, hey, if you don't want the man in the moon spoiled for you, go on and skip ahead about one minute to just before the 23 minute mark. Cool. The scene where the tragedy occurs is Court is on a tractor. Tractor. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a man. What is this? <laughs> um, I'm a man. What? what? No, I just like you're I'm not never, a farmer. I know. I've just never done like any labor in my life. Um, <laughs> so I was like, uh, his uh, his uh, dirt truck. Uh, <laughs> he's on a tractor and he goes to like lean off and grab his hat, which he hung on a tree branch. And he falls and just runs over himself with the with his own tractor. Mm-hmm. Classic six feet under opening. Yeah. Um, and uh, then he uh, dies. Yeah. So that is the tragedy. And then the sisters just like are like like she gets she uh, Danny Reese Witherspoon is mad at Maureen mm-hmm. um, because she knows that they were that Maureen and Court were together. Yeah. And, and then, not telling her. Right, and not telling her. So she's like, I'm never going to forgive her, blah, 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 like all this stuff. And then she like thinks about it. And then her dad has a nice conversation with her. Yeah. And then she forgives her. And they and they get back on the porch. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I so this was, you know, I my experience of it was this is like weirdly horny, but also mm-hmm. in a in a not uh, not untruthful way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I got real confused about where everyone was sleeping. Cause I was like, why are they sleeping like on the porch? <laughs> and then there's a scene where someone walks in the house, mm-hmm. uh, and they like, the master bedroom is on the first floor. Yeah. It's like the first room that you encounter walking in the front door is like on the side, there's the master bedroom. And yeah. I was like, this is presumably a big house. Where is everyone sleeping? Like I got very <laughs> u- upset about that part of it. Um, I, you know, I, I like Reese Witherspoon's great in it. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't have a ton of notes on it, but like it was pleasant to watch. Yeah. Um, the thing that I feel like this movie does really well is the kind of, um, uh, show don't tell and I can't decide if I'm just giving it too much credit because I love it so much but it does feel like it just does a, such a good job of portraying um, their relationship as sisters mm-hmm. her feelings like you know so the Elvis thing is she starts the movie as an Elvis fan and then she meets Court and then she takes down all of her Elvis posters and it's a it's a weird like oh Growing that was like a child yeah, yeah that was a childish thing that's funny I didn't even pick up on that yeah yeah um and even uh you know after the tragedy portraying grief is really they do that really well mm-hmm. and 
I don't know. I just I I I love I love this movie. It's a it, no. That's great. It's a nice. It's a nice movie. It feel. I don't mean this like pejoratively in any way, mm. but it had real TV movie vibes, mm, like okay. a movie that you like watch on TV, not mm-hmm. necessarily a movie that's like made for TV, mm-hmm. but it felt like a a movie. Like it felt like kind of how you were describing like flipping around one afternoon and being like what's this yeah and it it but it really really in the ways that you're describing did remind me of Eve's Bayou yeah in that i mean it, it obviously doesn't have it it has i mean Eve's Bayou has tragedy in it too but it has like more of like a it, i don't know it, the Eve's Bayou is maybe a little more like complicated mhm for um, sure yeah uh yeah it is a very simple film it's not you know but but Again, don't I don't think you mean that as like a no pejoratively as, yeah, at all. as an insult yeah. or anything. It's like it's it's a it's a coming of age story. <laughs> this girl, I don't know. I'm like yeah. it's, I and I think they those little moments and like the little like faces that Reese Witherspoon makes when she's like mad at court and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like she's so good in it, and it's the actress who plays the sister, Emily Warfield, mm-hmm. is very good also. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it it, it it works. It works. It works. Um, you know what else came out in 1991? What? My Girl. Yeah. <laughs> big and My this, Girl vibes. Yeah, big My Girl vibes. And I, I wrote in all caps, no wonder millennials are so effed up. <laughs> <laughs> These were our, like, feel-good movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Sam Waterston is really good in it. So good. He yeah. does, I think he does a really lovely job of... There's a great line when a, a a boy is taking Maureen, the older sister, out on a date, and and he's and him just like walking full force towards this kid and saying, "When did you say the dance is over? It's over at eleven, and you're about twenty minutes away. Well, that means you should have her home by eleven twenty. Yep. And just like intimidating him, and it's just perfect. And I don't know. He do- and then later there's a lot of like real like vulnerability. He gets really um, angry with. Danny for causing her mother to trip and be in the hospital and, and he overreacts and then later he apologizes and it's really beautiful. Right. And yeah. It's just, he, he does such a great job. He, that, that <laughs> role would be so like fifties Southern dad. Right. That you could just uh, like, I could play that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it would be terrible, but I could play like, you know, you, that role feels like there's lots of easy shortcuts you could do. Yeah. And he he acts the hell out of it, as does everyone in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even uh, Jason London, who I you know <laughs> haven't seen in many years, the London Boys, they were all <laughs> over the place in the '90s. But yeah. Jason London plays Court. He's like pretty good. He's really good. He's like pretty good. Like yeah, pretty good. In yeah yeah. In in kind of a nothing role, just like a yeah. I don't know. I mean, he I, you know he has that confusion about like. I'm horny, but I'm but she's fourteen. But she's young, yeah. I feel like this this movie for me is is akin to something like, uh, like Little Women or Family Stone. Like if it was like, oh, what movies do you have to watch over the summer holidays? Mm-hmm. I feel like this would be it. Oh yes, yeah, summer movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow, that's a good that's a good call. Yeah. I feel, I just watched Jaws this week because yeah. I was like, oh, it's like summer. summer. You got to watch Jaws. Yeah. At some point, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a really good list, best summer movies. Because this, as you said, the sound design in this is what I think of most of all. It's just the like crickets, so cicadas, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so it's crazy. Wonderful. All right, cool. Um, is it available? You can stream it on Roku or on Pluto TV. What's Pluto TV? Didn't look it up. Don't Great. know. Right. We'll not find out. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that it's available anywhere. Although I guess Reese Witherspoon is pretty big. Yeah, yeah, and I bet like <laughs> as someone who I once worked for a very minor streaming platform, mm-hmm. um, it feels like this feels like one of the movies that you just would have because the rights were easy to get, and then it has a big star in it. Like, yeah, there, I remember we had a bunch of like. Very early, like movies where Melissa McCarthy was in one scene and then she's <laughs> on the poster. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because, and their movie you've never heard of. Yeah. Um, 
but this is not obviously not that because Reese Witherspoon is the star and it's a good movie, but yeah. um, it feels like it. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. Can't recommend it enough. Go and watch it. Man in the moon. Man in the moon. All right. What's the connection? All right. What's the connection? This is a multi-layered connection. Mm. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Star of the Man in the Moon, not to be confused with Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Starring Jim Carrey. Right. This is the Man in the Moon. Man in the Moon. Reese Witherspoon was in Inherent Vice with Catherine Waterston, who was in a movie called The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby with Ciaran Hines. Okay. Who's, uh, I think that's how you say his name. He's He's the actor who plays... Grand Pabby in Frozen, and he was also <laughs> okay. in Game of Thrones and um, a bunch of other things that you would totally recognize him yeah, from. Yeah. Um, and Catherine Waterston, who is the connection, is Sam Waterston's daughter. <gasps> so, I mean, connections upon connections. connections this was actually weirdly tough to come up with because I was like, oh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, like... Kristen Bell? Kristen Bell. Bell? Yeah. No, they have not worked together. They seem like they should play sisters in something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Great. Speaking of sisters, it's... Two sister movies. Whoa. Wow. I didn't think of that at all. I didn't either until just now. You just heard me think of it. Oh, my God. Live on air. Great thought. <laughs> Killer thought you just had. <laughs> All right, we're going to move right into this next one. Our next movie is from 2013. It is. It's a little movie called Frozen. It's directed by Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck. The IMDb summary is, When the newly crowned Queen Elsa accidentally uses her power to turn things into ice to curse her home in Infinite Winter, her sister Anna teams up with a mountain man, his playful reindeer, and a snowman to change the weather condition. <laughs> what a weird summary. I feel like it's one of the most popular movies of all time. Like, <laughs> maybe IMDb, like, take a look at the summary that you have up there. That's so funny. I mean, it's not incorrect, To but... change the weather condition. <laughs> um, it's frozen. It's frozen. Y'all, what do you say? This is like, it's like reviewing the Beatles or something. <laughs> it's like, it, you know, it's like, I, I don't... Re- I, what do you say? Well, we say <laughs> uh, a, a cute little story about how we saw it, because so it came out in 2013, we had just had a baby. Right. And uh, we're not going anywhere. Right. Um, and, I, and I wanted to see it. Uh, and you found uh, an illegal copy with Norwegian <laughs> subtitles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we wa- I think it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's and we watched Day. It, watched it in bed on Valentine's Day. Because we certainly were not going anywhere no. on Valentine's Day. We had a um, newborn. newborn and no... Support. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, or money. Right, or money, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I believe I was unemployed at the time. So anyway, um, so it was Valentine's Day, and yeah, that that was how we did Valentine's Day. We watched Frozen on a laptop. In, <laughs> in bed. In bed with Norwegian yeah. subtitles. Um, and I remember at the time, so let's let's go back. Okay, try to try to take yourself back. To Cast the, your mind to the first time you saw it mm-hmm. and how you felt about it. I remember feeling very much like, oh yeah, it was really cute. I liked it, but it had by the time we saw it, it had been hyped up so much. Right. Um, Let it go was already a phenomenon. Yeah, and uh, and and I. Like and hyped up by adults too. Like it wasn't just like, yeah. oh, kids love it. Like it was it was everyone was like, Oh my god, this right. this one is, we're back. Disney's back, baby. Right. Back to the golden age of Disney. Because we lived through the golden age of Disney, right? Right, right. With your Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid. Right. Um and Atlantis, uh, the Lost Empire. <laughs> um and uh and I do think that this, that Frozen, feels very much like that those Disney movies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I was also kind of like, oh, yeah, that was cute. Yeah. You know? Right. Because you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, and I, I think I felt the same way. I was like, oh yeah, some good songs, like yeah. some cool animation, like great, yeah, uh, yeah. enjoyable, fine. And I remember, sorry, and I remember the thing that people were so excited about was that it was a story about sisters and not about um, a girl finding needing a prince, which is true and nice. Right. Um, I also like the the part where, you know, Anna is like, oh, I'm going to marry Hans. And Elsa's like, the fuck you are? Yeah, you just yeah. met him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's something that's never been done in a Disney movie before. Right. It's not just about sisters. It's like actively uh, commenting on the whole Disney formula. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think they do a lot now of like like something like Enchanted or, some, or some, that kind of thing where they're like, yeah, we know. Like, we know. <laughs> like, not great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's cool because we like, you know. Yeah. We're aware. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and I think like, you know, it's interesting um, thinking about Frozen and how we're both like, yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's also not like we're adults. Like it, and it has a, it, you cannot argue with the fact that it has a power over children. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least our children. It uh, was, lots of children. Yeah, exactly. Very but, clearly. And the peop- that's the people that it's for. Yeah. And it is fucking effective for them. Yeah. And it's also like, I, the, all of this sounds like I'm trying to say bad things about Frozen, and I, I have no ill will towards this movie at <laughs> no. all, even though I've seen it a fucking million times. <laughs> and it sometimes makes me want to claw my eyes out. But <laughs> it's just because of the repetition. Mm. Um, but it really, like, there's something about this movie and the, like, that's not true of other movies. Like that's not true of other movie musicals of other Disney movies, like that kids and we've seen it. They just like fall into a trance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, especially with let it go. And, yeah. and, but also with like, you know, we have videos of our now eight year old, like some of her first words almost were her singing. Do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. And, and all that stuff. Like it's, and, and this, um, sorry, returning to a thought I was having earlier, it's interesting to talk about it this week because there's like, I, you know, I, I try to like not know about this kind of stuff because <laughs> who gives a shit? Uh-huh. But there's um, all this online discourse about Space Jam 2. Oh, yeah. And like all these people who are like mad like I could not believe on my various social media channels how many people were earnestly disappointed in it. <laughs> and I was like, "A, what did you think this was going to be? Who do you think this is for?" Right. Like, what? Right. What? I mean, if only Lola Bunny was still sexy. Right. Exactly. Fine. There's that too. <laughs> There's that aspect of it too. But just like and then all these like meta conversations about like, well, can sh- you know should we be criticizing a children's movie and all stuff? It's like, who gives a shit? Like, go watch a different movie. I don't know. But anyway, it's interesting to just think about like Frozen in that in in the in light of you know, uh, oh like should we be watch like should we be criticizing this? What like I, it's like I don't care. And also like Frozen is pretty good. Yeah, I don't, and and you know we have seen it a lot, and we've seen many iterations of it. We saw Frozen on oh Broadway. God, we saw yes. the Frozen show at Disney World. Right. Um, There's like the the books in our house, the dolls. Like the, I one, t- I remember one time. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but I remember one time like a year ago, I oh, yeah. counted the number of like Anna and Elsa toys we had. <laughs> Whether it was like this little set, this Lego set, these dolls, these dolls from the Broadway show, which are made to look like kind of artisanal like this thing this thing this thing because like the girls just want them wherever they go and like you you know and I was like we had like a dozen pairs of Anna (laughs) and Elsa and I collected everyone in the house right and put them on the couch for look it was a pandemic (laughs) Um, anyway anyway uh, I don't have the same thing that you have with the repetition like I don't that doesn't that weirdly doesn't bother me uh, at all, but I also like listen to songs that I like on repeat for days on end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so like it doesn't bother me to watch it again. And sometimes they'll like I can remember a couple of times where I was like, "Oh, I could watch Frozen right now." I'd be like, "Girls, you want to watch Frozen?" And they're like, "We want to watch Wreck It Ralph." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, "We want to watch like 
Nut Town 7. And you're like, what is Nut Town 7? And you look and it's like some weird French cartoon yeah. on Netflix that is dubbed with like the voice of Jamie Kennedy. And you're like, oh, this is what this generation's growing up with is like right. whatever Netflix can acquire for cheap. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But you know what? Uh, I mean, if, if we could talk about this till we're blue in the face, but I really think we should call in a couple of experts here to uh, to talk about this. I don't think I don't think we have the the capabilities to really deep dive into Frozen. Great. Let's get so, some experts let's on get the some case. experts in here. Hi, my name's Ella. You may recognize me from the Powerpuff Girls vs. Cinderella episode. Hi, I'm Cindy. You you might a little bit say I go to camp and and I like to watch well the Ella Waldo show. Frozen I go first. You you went first another day. Frozen is is about Girls that are sisters named Elsa and Anna. Frozen is about two sisters named Elsa and Anna, and Elsa has ice powers. And then... Anna doesn't have any powers. Uh, Anna doesn't have powers. So in the beginning, um, Elsa... Act, they So Elsa and Anna are kids, and they're playing, and Elsa accidentally um, strikes Anna's head with an ice blast. And then the king and can take Anna to the trolls. I know because that's because it's much, a troll. That's that's a, and they don't have any power. That's like it, a, but that's, the king. Sydney, let me talk. That is like a summary of the beginning of Frozen. But the king. There's a lot of stuff in between, including because. Hans, the traitorous boyfriend, um, <laughs> Olaf, the huggable snowman. Um, Kristoff, the I don't know what to say. <laughs> Kristoff, the writer is Sven. Yeah. He's Sven. the reindeer. Yes, Sven is the reindeer. My favorite character is Elsa because I love the idea of having powers, like any powers at all, not just ice powers. I just love the idea of having powers. Also, I love her sense of style. The dress she transforms into at at the when she goes to the ice palace is magnificent. My my favorite character is also Elsa because because she because she's the queen and but but when but when she sinks she she takes off her crown and then and then lets it go and then it and then it goes away in the wind because and and at the ice palace she turns into and she turns into a blue dress. Um my favorite scene in the movie is when Elsa's at the ice palace and she's singing, let it go, and she throws open the doors Wait. Out onto the balcony. Cause that's pretty cool. Wait. That's pretty cool. Let me let me I'm I'm gonna do one more. So so my favorite is is Elsa throwing her magic at Anna's head. That's I, your favorite scene? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that happens in the movie. Probably my least favorite scene, and this may surprise you, is when, so, you know that scene when, um, I think there's one scene where Hunt's hanging off the ice bridge that leads to the ice palace. Think up something else that is... That is classic old drama. <laughs> Think up something else. That that's too classic for me. My favorite song is probably the classic "Let It Go" because that's one of my favorite scenes, and also it's just really cool. Like I love how everything like there's like a bunch of awesome stuff that happens during the song, and it's also a really good song. Let it go. Let it go. Um, I forgot the other words. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really good. Um, it's a really good movie. I also love the sequel, Frozen 2. Really good. Um, it's a really good movie. Um, I like, I like the characters. I like the songs. I like, I like the plot. Um, the, the whole thing is very cool and very... Awesome. I also love how I think it was based on the fairy tale The Ice Princess, or was it The Ice Queen? Mama. I don't know, actually. Okay. Mama. It was definitely based on a fairy tale. Um, 
about ice princess. I'm just going to say ice princess. Um, but anyway, yeah. It's a really good movie. Okay, now let me ask you this. Does it matter if you watch Frozen on a disc, on a DVD, or if you watch it on Disney Plus? Does that matter to you? No, because it's the same movie. Like, it isn't going to, like, change in any way. Bye! Maybe see you in a future episode. <laughs> wow! Wow. Those are t- two smart ladies. I love them. I love them, too. They're great. I really love them. <laughs> um, All right, so uh, is Frozen available? Stupid question. It's on Disney+. Plus. It is on Disney+. Plus. You know what? And it will forever be available right. in all of the places. Well, this is the thing, too. So not to just, like, decide, mm-hmm. but we own this on, like, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever combo pack that we got. Right. Um, which I think, I think I remember buying used at the record store okay so at least that i don't know but anyway we also have it like on all the we like like purchased purchased on itunes because we were on some vacation somewhere or (laughs) you know and then then that syncs up with your amazon prime so it's like we have we own this in every way you can own this yeah and the discs like do you remember when like when ella was young Mm. uh She's still young. She's eight years old. She is. When she was younger, mm-hmm. um, that the movie book was a thing. Like, yeah. Like, obviously, DVDs have been on the way out for a while, mm-hmm. but we've been hanging on to them for a while. But so, so like, when she, you know, three or four years ago, like, we had a binder and we put all our discs of kids' movies in there. And, like, it was like, oh, let's go to the movie book and see what you want right, to watch. Well, it was today. also, like, obviously way before Disney Plus and way, be- and right. way before streaming services were were putting a lot of, like, kids' movies. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. That's um, funny. The, yeah. the, the Disney Plus thing is exactly right. It's like, that was what. A year ago, year and a half ago, that Disney Plus came out, two right. years ago, maybe. And that's and like it, half of our collection because right. it was stuff that we had bought. As adults. Right. Like, kids' movies that we had purchased as adults. Right. And some of them... And then added to after she was born with, Right. And then some of them are, like, you know, your Mary Poppins, and Mary Poppins is a good example, because it's Disney. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Your Labyrinth. Dark Crystal, Your Dark Crystal. You know, you're kind of, like, from our childhood. Your Return to Oz. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till that Um, comes up. But as soon as Disney Disney Plus happened, it made half of our children book DVD uh, collection irrelevant. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) But just the movie book being such a fixture of her young life, and now it's like, who cares? Yeah, Um, well, I mean, and you know... uh, we own, as you said, we own this in every way possible. Also, Ella said she didn't care. So, <laughs> I think we should keep the one that is oh, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, of all exactly. Time. Yeah, makes probably. You, and clearly makes you feel good in your heart and will forever. Um, I feel like we should keep that one and not hang on to the disc of the movie that like will always be available and that we will always own. Yeah. And that if apocalypse happens tomorrow and the internet goes down, never to return, Ugh. we could do it from memory. True. <laughs> you know? True. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure we have a downloaded copy somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. With Norwegian subtitles. Exactly. Um, great. Frozen. Look. Thank you so much. We will see you again. I want to say, though, and about, again, about the Norwegian subtitles. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a car. And I do not condone movie piracy. <laughs> and I I was not a a prolific movie pirate. And I feel like I've given my money to Frozen I was gonna say, a million times we over. Have, we have certainly paid it forward as far as Frozen is concerned. Right, exactly. <laughs> Great. I love it. Awesome. Should we pick this uh, this next? Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess let's, let's pick the next matchup. Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one. A random number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one is six hundred twenty-two. <laughs> six hundred and twenty-two. She's like six hundred twenty-two. From nineteen eighty-nine, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> Last Crusade is my baby face. Yeah, I know, I know. I was I've been thinking recently that I would like to rewatch the Indiana Jones movies and so cuz I've not 
Temple of Doom. I mean, we'll talk about it next week. Temple of Doom. Like, I probably, I think there was a period in my childhood where I watched it every day after school <laughs> for like a year, and so I've been thinking about rewatching them. So I'm excited. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. I've been watching it forever. Yeah. Excited. I love it. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey Siri. Uh huh. Pick a number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 155. 155 is from 1988, Big. Oh, my God. I haven't watched Big in so long. Well, now you will. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Oh, good. I love that. Great. Excited to revisit Big. Great. And how weird it is. Wow. Two... 80s classics. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, both of those feel like the same time period in my life. Right. Two, like, <laughs> you know, iconic kind of things. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the connection is, but we like know. personality building films. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yep. In, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Informative? Formative. Formative. <laughs> What? Oh no, am I stupid? No, you're not stupid. <laughs> you're very pretty also, so. Jesus. Okay, y'all, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far or DVD. You said informative. That's a more <laughs> that's a more complicated word than formative. So you're you smarter word has another syllable to it. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta. We got the Twitter. We got the Gmail. We got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you uh, never doubt how smart you are. Never. You was kind. You was smart. <laughs> oh. You was something. I can't remember what the Important. third thing is. Important, maybe. Um. <laughs> you is informative. You is informative. <laughs> Come back next week and see who survives. DVD. Oh, did I go too soon? <laughs> you didn't join me. I know. I was just going to. DVD Deathmatch. Death <laughs> my, my decision. My new choice is in summer. It's really funny. <laughs> Okay, Sydney, we know that you love her, but if you talk over her, we can't hear her answer. So she's got to do that again. And you have to stop kicking the microphone. So sit okay. up. Okay.